Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. We've had our first FBS conference cancel their fall season with the MAC. The end is near. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Brutus the Buckeyes firstborn. And with me, once again, is AJ, the team up north will never win the game, Marchese. Is that why you only have one nut, Rob? I'm so sorry. You've been working on that joke for six months after (laughs) Ohio State kicked Michigan's ass again? Yep. Today we'll be continuing our summer scouting series with prospects from the purest football conference in the land, the Big Ten. That's real football, baby. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. At the end of May, Armchair Media signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal, allowing the company to grow our podcast and video network into new local sports communities. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four or $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you've feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, and submit a project to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. Anything from graphic design to photography to anything that falls under the uh, artistic avenues. that sentence make sense? I'm not sure. It does. Thank you. Uh, again, submit to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, maybe. I mean, the Cardinals aren't allowed to play ever again, but... And there are no shortages of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, features, and props for you to bet on. 
Yeah, maybe do futures for next year's baseball because this one ain't happening. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. I know AJ's been waiting for this. Is there is it prices right rules like where you can't go over? Because that'd be like tough. You're gonna have to email Floyd and ask. I don't know. <laughs> well, we we email back and forth every uh, every couple weeks, so I'll ask. maybe don't associate yourself with them. Visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds and up to date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. I know AJ's got a lot riding on Bryson DeChambeau uh, at today's uh, PGA event, so. I do. How many strokes back is he now, Rob? Just make up a number. I know I think you don't he's <laughs> No, I think he's I, he's he's eight under, and I think the co-leads are still ten under. Nothing. Okay. I don't All know. Right. He was shanked one earlier. That's what you get with Bryson. I wish they made PGA events like I could choose who I'm following. Bryson's got no curve on his hat, but lots of curve in his swing. Paul Casey, that's my guy, because it's got my last name and my best, my number one best friend's first name as his last name. <laughs> Speaking of football <laughs> news, um, obviously, like I mentioned, the college football season probably not happening, but AJ's going to stay optimistic. I will stay yeah. pessimistic. What was our? Uh, so I think last week we both set a four on how how like are the odds two. that it's going to happen. For me, it's two now. I'm going to say two and a half. That's right. Yeah, because you're the optimistic one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, obviously, on top of that, we had Caleb Farley, the Virginia Tech corner, declare last week for the draft. We had a handful more guys uh, do the same. Also, the FCS season got canceled, so there's a whole bunch of FCS guys looking to transfer. Um, kind, that's kind of exciting, but again, but uh, what, in reality, I mean, yeah. it's not going to happen. So, I mean, yeah, I know this all. It all sucks, Rob. But Everything sucks, but I end up being optimistic. It will be interesting if there is a spring season and a guy like Samari Touré, for example, a high impact mm-hmm. FCS guy, does end up transferring transferring to like Nebraska, and mm-hmm. then plays the spring season. I mean, it's a, there's a lot of ifs in there, but yeah, I think that would be interesting. But we do have a handful of top end prospects who have declared, um, led by. Uh, Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Uh, we'll we'll be talking about three of these guys today. Uh, Purdue receiver Rondale Moore, uh, Miami pass rusher Gregory Rousseau, Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons, Pitt defensive tackle Jalen Twyman, and Northern Iowa offensive tackle Spencer Brown. Um, <clears throat> it feels like a lot of the guys uh, waited for us to do shows about them, so it's worked. It's, yeah, I know. Farley last week before ACC, Moore, Bateman, and, and Parsons today. Um, since we're going to talk about those three, we don't have to talk about them now. Uh, Rousseau is a is the odd one. We talked about him last week. How he's got all the makings to be that top ten prospect, but the tape kind yeah. of more of a day two guy. He seems very polarizing on draft Twitter. People, some people saying like he's not a top one hundred guy. Some people saying he's the number one pick. I know Daniel Jeremiah says he's his number one player. Yeah, I I, I think all the tools are there. Uh, we you you and I discussed this just uh, in our friendly convos that we have throughout the week as best friends. <laughs> Our rare friendly combos. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> where we we both kind of were in the same uh, spot with him where it's 
it's going to be a first he's going to be a, he, he's not not going to be one especially in this year where okay yeah sure he's only got one season of tape and he was a redshirt freshman and he's raw as hell and very i would say super high ceiling but very low floor um yeah. but i think he showed enough to be like on tape alone it looks like a day two guy with the all the physical tools to be a top 20 pick and then again with this the way this season's probably not happening there's just no way he wouldn't end up going the first round also he's pretty much everybody's number one edge rusher no matter <laughs> yeah. where you have hit like whether you yeah. think he's a, a top 10 guy or or uh, more of a day two guy he's still pretty much everybody's number one edge rusher in the class because it's just not a great class exactly and like again probably everyone's not going to get this season uh worth of tape anyways so yeah he's only got one season of tape but it, it's if that levels the playing field and it, like you said it, they're just going to bank on the the absolute monstrous physical traits of his and and, uh, and like the other thing is he's a guy who could add so much weight to his frame he was what six yeah. six seven like listed 253 last year i bet he was 245 um, and yeah, like we mentioned, he, he could easily get up to like two seventy five. Yeah, I bet by the the time the like now he's got all this time to just prepare for the combine, which yeah. as, assuming that happens on time, that, he yeah. like by then I would guess he he starts to like he, he ends up being at least two sixty five and then just monstrous combine numbers. Exactly. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, Twyman's more I think the more interesting guy where. To me, he looked more like a day three guy who had the ability to jump into a day two conversation guy, but he put up big numbers on a good pit defense. And so I was—I guess I wasn't surprised he declared. I, maybe I was surprised he declared so early, where because with Bateman, Moore, Rousseau, Parsons, those are all and Farley, those are all guys who I think are going to end up like no doubt top fifty picks. Exactly, hundred percent, yeah. And then Spencer Brown, I think it made sense just because it. Just with the FCS canceling, and like we already mentioned, if like the way he kind of put it in his statement was, there's no point in me like if my end goal is the NFL, I might as well start preparing now. There's no point to yeah. transfer somewhere and then maybe there's a season, but also not. And like it just felt like he was kind of saying it'd be a bunch of wasted time. Might as well just jump right into it. Which you can totally understand. Which, especially because he's a senior. These other guys were not seniors. These other guys all yeah. would have had uh, more eligibility. So, it, Or I guess Twyman. No, Twyman was only a redshirt junior. Yeah, so it makes more sense for a senior to just kind of go in. Definitely. Uh, and quickly going back, I feel the same about Twyman. Like, <clears throat> like with a good season, I, I like even then I kind of thought he would land himself in, in the second round. So yeah, this is a—it's a little more of a risk. I mean, it's a risk for everyone, and we don't know what's going to happen, anyways. But a, a bit more of a risk for for Twyman, like you said, a little more surprising. Trevor Lawrence just got a bunch of tweets off about how it's just as much as a risk for the athletes not to play. I I think they're they're like I think everybody understands that they want to play, and obviously everyone wants the season to happen. But there's of just course. it's. Think about how much liability it puts on the school, and there's just too many what ifs. And if a guy gets sick during the season, something bad actually does happen. That yeah. puts the liability on the school versus if it's not during, like if there is no season and it happens, which is a horrible thing to say, but the, it takes the liability off the school and off the NCAA. So 
Yeah, and we know uh, when push comes to shove, the NCAA is always just about protecting their own interests. So Exactly. So let's get into these prospects who play in the NCAA. Uh, who are all going to have great seasons this year. That's going to happen, Rob. <laughs> yes, thank you. Remind us uh, halfway through the show of that again, please. I, I will. Okay, so we, we've... Uh, We've mentioned a couple times um, on previous shows how there's three quarterbacks in this class who look to be potential top ten picks. We've already talked about Trey Lance. That feels like years ago at this point. Um, And then we talked about Trevor Lawrence last week. And now we're finally to Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback, transferred from Georgia, immediately dominated for the Buckeyes, 41 touchdowns, college football playoff appearance. How are we feeling about Justin Fields? You you put him in... The same classes, the Lawrences and the Lances. I do, I do. I put. Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, the cream of the crop, obviously. Still, um, Fields and Lance are close for me. I, I think right now I give a slight nod to Justin Fields, but it, it's tight. Do you? Do you think there's any way Lance or Fields could pass Lawrence? No, me neither. Uh, Especially with no season, but even then, like, uh, like Trevor Lawrence is always going to look good at Clemson, right? It's not like he was going to have an off year. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, not everything's there for him to succeed. Okay. Um, look, and then he again, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, what, what, what? Watching Fields, uh, it's a really quarterback friendly offense. The what Ryan yes. is running, so it's yeah. I, I would say he is in the least. I think Trey Lance is in the the most translatable offense uh yeah i agree um but uh justin fields i would say is yeah in the most kind of college quarterback friendly offense with what ryan day is running yeah but so just looking at him what was what i guess what are your biggest questions with him right now uh like i don't think it's it's that much it's like you know he's a one-year starter um so that's always easy. You know, there's always going to be green around the gills with that. I think I'm going to say that a lot this episode. I don't know why, but there's always going to be a little bit green there. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Just gaining more experience, which he isn't going to get. Um, Guess he is. Season's <laughs> happening. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. And, again, like you said, uh, the, the, the offense is kind of easy. A lot of layup throws. So just maybe, like, just – Work into second um, second reads more often. Like uh, I don't know. There, there's he's pretty clean to be honest. Like, I think you know what I think. Um, I think he's a really good decision maker. There's not very many throws he's putting into any any spots where there's kind of a possibility of a turnover. He, three picks last year. He's generally right. making the 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 right read. Um, again, it is a quarterback friendly offense. There's lots of uh, bubble screens in like quick RPO game stuff. But um, when they do kind of let him go through the progressions and, and push the ball deep. He's generally making the, the right decisions. Um, yeah. I think overall, just ball placement is kind of my main question. Yeah. With him. Sometimes it's just like just slightly. Yeah. Like he's making the he's making the right uh, decision. Um, yeah. But the ball won't be in the greatest spot. Um, I think mm-hmm. like if I think he is the least accurate of the three of them. Okay. Um. But I think he might be the best decision maker. That's fair. Cause I think Lawrence is the worst decision maker of the three. And by that, yeah, I yeah. mean he we, just takes too many, or not too many risks, but he just takes more risks than the other guys. 
yeah, we talked about that last week. It almost mm-hmm. felt like he, he was throwing before the receivers were ready sometimes yeah. and, and stuff like that. Uh, maybe one more, it's like half a knock on field. By the way, we were gonna. This is what we do. We nitpick with these top guys because we all we think all three are first round picks. So we're just being jerks. But anyways, uh, <laughs> one more nitpicky thing is like he drops his eyes sometimes, and he'll 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 leave some clean pockets or just like one. When he could step up, but then even then, he, he's great out of the pocket and making throws. So I think one of my favorite things about him was when the play does break down and he is out of structure and out of the pocket. He's always looking to remain a passer, even though he's a gifted yeah. runner. He he uh, he always he always um, is looking to make the throw rather than pick up five yards running or whatever. Yeah, no, for sure. And really, I, I just I'm impressed with how I know that, like it's Ohio State and he's he was a big time recruit, obviously, but. Just for a first-year starter, his composure was really impressive, and like like we talked about, he ran that offense to perfection. Um, just always felt under control, and like you said, the decision making, all of that is really impressive for a guy that never started at the college level before. Yeah, I don't know what the hell Georgia was doing. Uh, they clearly did not understand what they're doing at all. <laughs> I guess I don't know. They saw Fromm, and he he won them some games, and it's hard to turn away. Cowards down there in Georgia, I'll say it. Um, but yeah, I also uh, think the ball just jumps out of Fields' hand. Yeah, no, for sure. He's, like, he fun. he can really spin it. And the other thing is, and I feel this way about all three of them. Not they're mm-hmm. they're they're also calm. Yeah, exactly. They're no, they all have so much poise for all three. Like because all three of them are only coming off their second uh, year in college football, and all three of them just seem so mature and calm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's uh, that's kind of like, it's it's just wowza. And they all bring different things, and it, it's going to be really fun. And I think all three are going to end up top ten picks. Yeah. Uh, um, if I were to throw a, a comp kind of at Fields, I almost got smaller Cam Newton vibes. Okay, interesting. Um, I don't think he's the same runner, but I no, think he's a he, better he, decision maker. That's fair. Like, he, he, like Fields is definitely not like. An explosive or like super. He's a smooth runner, but he's yeah, I, exactly. He, I mean, like Cam. Cam was. I don't think I've Plus ever seen a quarterback huge. as good a yeah. runner as Cam Newton. He's huge. Yeah, like Cam Newton's an edge rusher. That's why I like pint-sized or super-sized Kyler Murray. No, <laughs> I don't think he's quite as uh, Kyler Murray's athletic. Either. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's he, like uh, he's a good athlete, but he's just not that that explosive, quick twitch guy. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Lance the best athlete of the three. I mean, all three of them are really, really good athletes. Like, yeah. and again, that comes down to like uh, the the quarterback game has changed. You can't have a statue in the pocket anymore. You have to have guys who can make plays out yeah. of structure. And like, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will be, be partially because he's white. And, yeah. and, uh, and not, that's not even a joke. It's just like the guys who don't actually watch the tape are. Well, Dwayne Haskins can run, right? No, Dwayne Haskins cannot <laughs> run. Dwayne Haskins is a worse athlete than Trevor Lawrence, but they're going to yes. probably dub Trevor Lawrence like the classic throw throwback pocket passer because he's big and white. And uh, I'm sure Justin Fields will be hit, hit, more overrated as a runner than he actually is. And that, that comes back to me, me mentioning that like I think Justin Fields uses his athleticism to remain a passer. Mm-hmm because he's not like a Cam Newton as a runner or a Kyler Murray as a runner. And, and like to compare that to Trey Lance is 
Look at the level of competition. Trey Lance is the best player on the football field. Trey Lance the best athlete on the field every time. And the best, it, exactly. Yeah, they, exactly. He, he he destroys angles. Trey Lance actually bigger uh, bigger Kyler Murray. There it is. I I, I feel that one. Yeah. And I, in a pro style offense, he's the perfect prospect. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what's interesting is I think Daniel Jeremiah comp Trey Lance to Andrew Luck. I saw that. I, he's really high on Trey Lance, though. I think he said it, I can't remember if he was his... He might have been over Trevor Lawrence for him. I think, I think he might have, too. I know he's over Fields. I have Fields and I Lance tied. It's hard to break he, that up. I feel the same way, and I don't think anyone's going to surpass Trevor Lawrence. Because, like, again, if there's no season, uh, no one's going to look better in shorts than Trevor Lawrence. No one has the pedigree that Trevor Lawrence does, so it's... It's going to be hard for him to not be the first quarterback and the first overall pick, right? Kyle Trask is going to look best in shorts. That's my take. <laughs> um, who's your second quarterback? Obviously, there's a drop-off because there's just a drop-off in general um, after the top three in this class. But do you, do you kind of like anyone? Do you see anyone as a potential day three guy? I don't think there's any day two guys after Fields. I agree. Like, Fields uh, day my, one, my, no day two. So, anyone, yeah, anyone you're looking at thinking, like, this guy could be a day three guy. Again, if, there, if there's a season, that would help them. But, yeah. Um, do you like anybody? My, my could be a day three guy is Tanner Morgan. Oh, really? I Who? think he's the worst one I watched. Really? Okay, so. All he throws is RPOs. Like, he's in the most, I like, I could run that offense. No, not actually, but. Well, maybe. His arm isn't, his arm is not anything special but okay first of all there, people were like really i saw it like, like just seeing people high on him is weird because he's not that good but oh really i thought I, uh, my draft twitter feed showing people hate him too because i all, think like all, he I, doesn't make it throws outside the hash he doesn't make anything downfield it's all rpos yeah yeah but yeah he like i don't know he feels like like good accuracy good anticipation runs that offense well too uh good good like ball placement like i don't it's see a star slits, with him though yeah, I know. I, I'm not saying I see a starter at all, but I see like a potential backup. Uh, see, I don't think he's a great decision maker. I think his arm's meh. Accuracy's meh. Not a great athlete. He's just running uh, like a system that's not going to translate to the NFL. I don't know. That too. I, I like. I, yeah. I I think he's undrafted at this point. Um, do Do you have a draftable on any other quarterbacks? Yeah, Brandon Peters. Oh my God. Okay, Brandon we'll, Peters. We'll Against Wisconsin in that upset, like he's okay. He he's he's a fine athlete with a good arm. Yeah, I was surprised how well he like. The well, word that came to mind is like he's a bit of a galloper. Like he gets up and just well, gets out and picks up. Because he doesn't really fit their off. Like their offense is uh, a zone option offense at its roots, and obviously yeah. that's not. What he or uh, sorry, a spread option <laughs> offense at its roots, like heavy zone read stuff, and obviously that's not really what his skill set is. But like he, yeah, I think he um, can move because he's clearly the best quarterback option they have. <laughs> like they they just let him do it, and he, he, yeah, he can move a little bit. And again, he's six four two thirty, um, pretty good arm, can rip some nice RPO throws over the middle. Ball placement, like he's not a very accurate guy, and I don't think he's no, a great decision maker. Um, yeah, lots of just, like, wild throws to receivers who just aren't open. But, like, yeah. it's his first read, so he's throwing it there. Like, he's a good quarterback for Illinois. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, now, if there's no season, I don't think he's 
going to get drafted. But if there no. was a season, I think, again, not a great senior quarterback class. I think he was a guy who is a, a possible, like, East-West Shrine game, maybe even senior bowl, just because I don't think the senior quarterback class is very good. Um, yeah, I understand. Uh, uh, like, I, I knew you liked Brandon Peters coming into the into doing this show, and I, I understand why. It's a lot of projection, and a lot of yeah. it had to do with him developing, because he was, like, he didn't start the full season. He was injured a bit last year, and obviously yeah. he was a transfer from Michigan. Um, so it had a lot to do with projection and development this year, and then, obviously, again, if there's no season, like, he's not getting drafted. But, uh, like, he screams East West Ryan game quarterback to me. <laughs> yeah, he does, and like there, there are the impressive like ball plays and like the down. Yeah, it's it's a lot of like it's the he's not consistent whatsoever, but it's those mm-hmm. flashes that kind of have me buying into him. Yeah, uh, for sure. And like again, going back to his mobility, better scrambler than I also expected. Like, he he yeah. makes some plays out of the pocket. Um, uh, yeah, but but really, after fields, there isn't too much. Sean Clifford is he runs a four two flat. Yeah, Sean Clifford's the fastest quarterback in the class. <laughs> It's a lead athlete. My comp's Michael Vick. Um, I think uh, Sean Clifford, I, with two more years of starting, could be an interesting day three guy. Because I think he's a better passer than Trace McSorley, obviously. He's, well, actually, apparently yes. he's a better athlete than him, too. So who knows? But, no, he's not the same athlete or runner as um, McSorley. But I think he's a better ball ball thrower than him. Um, than McSorley, yes, he is. But that the, the bar isn't too high there. Yeah, but he runs a 4-2, so... But he runs a four two. Actually, you know safety. what? I heard he's down to a four one five now. Yeah, well, he's gonna he's gonna cut time every off season. Um, but no, <laughs> I think day, like down the road maybe. Uh, Martinez, Adrian Martinez at Nebraska is like the definition of all hype, no substance. Like all the like, Nebraska was supposed to like be a national championship contender. I swear, last season, people were picking him to win the Heisman last year. Yeah, no, they were, and I'm like. Uh, I don't think any of you guys watched Adrian Martinez the year before. Um, I, I get he's got I get all the like, physical traits. He's just like he's naturally not accurate. Yeah, not a great not decision good. maker. And like I don't know, Nebraska is just a mess in general. Also, yeah, uh, yeah Peyton Ramsey might be your best bet to be selected on day three if there's a season. Because <laughs> just because he, I mean, look at the history of Northwestern quarterbacks. Yeah, Hunter Johnson. Yeah, he's like he's. Gonna start at North, if there's a season, he's gonna start at Northwestern. He's smart, good decision maker, got a little bit of mobility to him. Yeah, um, yeah. like I, I could see him sticking as like a third string in the NFL. I, I get it, I get it. It's again, it's not a great group in the Big Ten. It's but. funny how this quarterback class just like those top three guys, like obviously they're not sure things, but like they're sure thing top 10 guys. Um, yes. and then it's just complete. Like chaos. Ca- yeah, chaos because it's like you're betting on guys like KJ Costello or Jamie Newman who are both obviously grad transfers and like both have are have ups and downs. Kyle Trask who just like essentially came out of nowhere and then after that even it's, it's like D.R. King who's five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean Brock Purdy too, I guess, and Shane Bichella. But like pretty, pretty yeah. Like um, uh, it feels like you, 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 it feels like you see a different guy getting his table banged that's a weird way to phrase that for, but, yeah you, someone's banging the table for like one of these random quarterbacks every week it feels like yeah and Actually, mine's this, Brandon I, Peters I saw, I saw some Kenny Pickett love this week oh so. no you didn't I swear to god I'll send it to you after the show <laughs> yeah, you don't have to I believe you <laughs> I don't Rob, need, okay. believe me let's move to running backs 
good group. Fine group. Yeah. Is Journey Brown was, your number one running back? Yeah, Journey Brown he, definitely my top guy. He's he I, he's like the pleasant surprise of the Big Ten. See, I, I knew there was hype, so for me, he just wasn't a disappointment. But, but and and he was surprising. No, he was it was both. <laughs> I like Journey Brown, Rob. That's what I'm trying to say. I think uh, I think he is a top four running back in this class. Um, I feel like that. Yeah, like the the just top end speed, big time burst. It, like it, to, thing, to have that burst with like he's it's not like he's five nine. 200 no, flat. He's 5'11", 216, and built well. So like, yeah, like the, the the top is a little light, but like it doesn't really matter because the, the strongly built lower body for sure. And, and like that contact balance, the contact balance paired with the burst and just the short area quickness. Yeah. He's so explosive out of his cuts. Like he's a home run threat, but he can get you tough yards inside. Um, yeah, he's he's a little boomer bust at this point. But and I I'm think not that's saying just, he can't get the tough yards. But I, yeah. I, I think that's just like he just needs to play more. He isn't like last year. Yeah. Also, yeah. he ran for seven hundred yards in one game in high school and ten touchdowns. I just I think that's insane. Um, it is insane. That and, was like a season output last year. <laughs> he uh, now that he's gonna well, I mean, there's no season, but if just there was, yeah. yeah. He, now that he's like fully the guy in that backfield. Um, He's the best best back in the Big Ten by far, I think. I, I totally agree. Most yeah. most like, upside too, by far. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, like again, he's uh, got the tool. Uh, I think he's got everything there to be uh, like definitely a top fifty pick, if not higher. No, I I, I agree. I, like I, I don't have that great on him now, but it's all there. But I think um, you, you made a good point though. You just want to see maybe more consistency, snap to snap. Like I think he, like I said, I think he can get those tough yards, but. Maybe instead of looking for that home run every time, picking up the six yards that are there. Can't yeah, but when when he does get to like the second level in the open field, he's a like monster. the the vision is great, and obviously the speed of the burst. And it, I don't know, it's like it's it's the feel too. He's just yeah. got the good feel for the breaking instincts. the. Yeah, the instincts and Rob, as they say, instincts can't be taught. You um, you also I guess I, you want to see him catch the ball a little more. I was about to say the exact same thing. Yeah, I just I just want to see him. This season, that's going to happen. I want to see them get, get on the ball in the passing game more, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but no, um, I, I think like he's on like in the top four. Etienne, Najee Harris, Kenneth Gainwell, Journey Brown. Like I think that's still yeah. solidly the top four running backs in the yeah, class. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, who's your number two? Trey Sermon. Me too. He just... Not, no, the, yeah, he, not anything special, just knows how to be a running back. I agree. Yeah, like like the top end speed is not the fastest. No, he's, gets there pretty quick though. And he, like upright runner. He's he's big. He's six foot two twenty one. Yeah, he's, he's physical. Got that runs contact hard, yeah. balance. Runs hard as fuck. Um, and I think he's got he's good good instincts in the open field. Yeah, uh, vision's just like, good. Like he's a guy who you plug into like a Shanahan one cut system. He's gonna run for a thousand yards. Yeah, but you know but I he's going it. in the fourth round. Yeah, like I think he's a day day three guy. Yeah, er, like early day three. Yeah, though, yeah, but yeah. Like just a um, safe. Also appreciate safe guy. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. No, it, truly safe. It's it's kind of funny because his old teammate Kenny Brooks is like the late day three safe guy, and he's the mid day three or early day three safe guy. Um, appreciate obviously physical as hell, and he just plays hard, and that translates to being a really solid blocker, which which I like. Always yeah. try to bring that up. I want to like I I I think what holds him back is what he he, he doesn't catch the ball that well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
and then obviously the athleticism. But yeah, I think it, he he's going to be a productive back in the run, in the NFL just because he runs so hard and he's exactly pa- powerful, contact balance, physical, smart. Uh, after him, I actually master Teague, the other Ohio State running back. I knew you would, and I was like disappointed by him. Like he's interesting. He was only a redshirt freshman last year, and he's like five eleven, two twenty five, and he's really well built. He's really explosive. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I just, I didn't like him that. Much. Like I still have a draftable grade on him, and, and like I see, he's the, a chunk runner. He, he, he's not very. Yeah. Like I think yeah. he's a change of pace running back in the NFL for his explosion and contact balance, but he doesn't have great vision. Yeah. He doesn't have great wiggle. He's like explosive yeah. straight line. He's yeah, beating Wells. He, just... <laughs> I he doesn't catch the football very well. No, that either. But again, he didn't play much. When he was coming in was uh, blowouts. But he, yeah, like like you said, kind of like just not much vision. But again, Richard's freshman. Like he's just a little hesitant to me. Like bounces a lot of balls. The, the, the size and balls. explosiveness to Runs. be. The, <laughs> yeah. So the size and the explosiveness, I think, are like he can be a third running back in the, in the league with that. Oh, that's no, that that's that's fair, um, but yeah, I saw some bigger grades on him. And, oh, okay, uh, like I, I'm like late day three, and he was on the freaks list too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's also coming. Oh off yeah, the torn, I, I got a day three. He's also coming yeah. off the torn Achilles. Yeah, that's a good point too. But apparently, he's already oh. back running full speed. So, you know, who I thought was fun. Who? Mohammed Ibrahim from Minnesota. <laughs> Did you like him at all? Uh, he's fine. I don't think he's anything special. Okay, hold on. Let me, let, I'll sell you, all right? Uh, <laughs> he's a redshirt junior, 5'10", 210. Like, he's built low and he's built thickly. <laughs> he's, like, there's no... He's not fast at all, but he runs low as hell. He runs hard. He's just breaking a lot of... He, I do. Breaks a lot of arm tackles. The contact balance is good. And then, like, like he, like he straight line, he's, he's not the fastest, but there's some wiggle to him at... at like, at a, like he, he's kind of like a bowling ball. He's fine. And it's like a like a late day three thumper change of pace guy, which it feels like we're there isn't as many as there used to be in the NFL. Um, just kind of a fun guy like that. I, I think he's fun. Do you like anybody else? Not really. That, those are my. Backs. I think Elijah Collins down the road might be interesting. The Michigan State running right. back, but he's yeah. only coming off for a true freshman season. Good contact balance, has some quickness, but uh, other than that, Garrett Groshek's going to be a Patriot. Um, <laughs> wide receivers. We mentioned uh, two off the top who are already declared. Are they your top two receivers? They are, and the debate is who do you have first? Oh, I think I think almost just because Rondell Moore has not played enough. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I go Rashad Bateman, and I think Rashad Bateman's skill set is more diverse. Like, not that doesn't sound right because Rondell Moore is he's an offensive chess piece, but Rashad Bateman's going to fit any scheme. You know what I yes. mean? R- Rond- okay. I love Rondell Moore. Me too. Uh, I don't think they're too far off because I Me neither. I Me Moore. neither. I think they're but the top Ro- five receivers. Yeah. And like you said, Moore hasn't played that much, which, by the way, just sucks for Minnesota. Uh, wow. I do love Minnesota. It sucks for Purdue to only get, what, 17, 18? 16, whatever. Very few amount of games from him. Which I'm not blaming Moore at all, obviously. Just unfortunate circumstances. But yeah, like you said, Bateman could probably fit in any offense. You could plug him into any team right now. Um, safe, I think. Yeah, I think, like, you, know, you know, I think for me right now, he's the number one, or sorry, number two receiver in the class after Jamar mm-hmm. Chase. Uh, and I think, I mean, these 
a lot of these receivers are really good, and there's a lot of safe guys. But yeah, after Chase, still like I think he's gonna be instant impact. You, he can he plays all over in terms of like he'll line up at X, Z, or slot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the overall question is gonna be his top end speed. Like I don't like he's not gonna run a four three or anything. Like he's probably a four five guy. But I, he doesn't definitely. lose speed through routes. Mm-hmm. And his red yeah, running is so crisp, and he's just such a yeah. smooth mover. Like, I fucking love Rashad Bateman. I, but again, I'm just biased towards Minnesota wide receivers. AJ handles the quarterbacks and running backs from Minnesota. I handle the receivers. Um, and he's, he catches everything. He, exactly. He yeah. can be the third down guy, but he's also got the ability to be a big play guy because he creates separation uh, with his red running. Exactly, yeah. Like, like you, you kind of said, like, maybe the top end speed isn't there, but he gets open deep frequently as hell. Because just, like, the, the little double moves, the stutters. Like you said, just so smooth. He's savvy. And then his release game is great, too. So it, it just feels, like, pretty complete there. P.J. Fleck knows how to develop wide receivers. Um, he does. And, and, and unlike Tyler Johnson, like, he doesn't have the issues with drops. He catch. I think he might have... Uh, him and Jamar Chase have the best hands in the class, maybe. Actually, Devonta Smith... This class is ridiculous, but... It's a really good class. Like, um, he he's the guy who's... I think he's just going to be... Like, he's a top 20 pick... Uh, especially this year, I don't think he really does anything poorly. Like, again, the only real questions is overall top-end speed, but, like, it's not his game anyway. It's not like he's relying on speed. Yep. And he's laterally very smooth and doesn't lose, like I said, doesn't lose speed through his routes, which is, to me, more important, really, than being able to run a 4-3 flat deep. Um Getting open deep isn't just about being fast. Exactly. We, well, so, yeah, exactly. We Separation isn't just about being fast. No, and, obviously. And, and, and he's also great off the line with his release. Yes. Yeah. Um, he. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got a comp. I got a Chris Godwin comp. I, I saw Michael Thomas, which I can D, feel. DJ said Michael Thomas. Yeah. I, I've seen multiple people. Yeah. yeah DJ said that. I think it, it, it. Well, it's just like he can be that big slot. He's got the size. Doesn't have the greatest athleticism, but has fantastic hands. Yeah, you can definitely see that comp. Yeah. Anyways, uh, whatever comp you have, it's lofty and it feels warranted. So. Rondale Moore. I love Rondale Moore, man. Do you think I, he's 5'9"? He uh, probably not, but I do think he's 180 or maybe bigger. So, Mike, I guess at the end of the day, the question becomes his lack of size. And you do see it, by the way. Like His catch radius is, is limited. Too, mm-hmm. you know for I mean? sure, for sure. And is it, so it, will his lack of size and his injury history and lack of games in college hold him out of the first round? I think any other year for sure it would. I maybe yeah. I I, I feel like if he the goes NFL's stupid, don't forget that they are. But if if he goes to the combine and tears it up, you, what, one of those what smart do you think teams he runs. I don't know. He's fast. I can tell you that. Like I don't. Th- yeah. Like he. I don't think he's gonna run like a four three. But like I think he run sub four five. Uh. I t- yeah. And I think he sure. he would de- destroy the explosion drills. Exactly. And uh, that's so. I, I think one of those right now. If I had to guess, I think one of those smart teams that could use another weapon that made the playoffs that are picking the twenties. I, I think one of them snag him. That's one. That's my Pittsburgh pick. Right? Maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers. But yeah. Like, for sure, like, his catch rate is not the biggest. And his hands aren't the surest either, which that yeah, kind of scares me a bit. But it's just what he can do when the ball's in his hands. He's a dominant yak player. He's it's great. He's, like, he's I, so sudden, so explosive. And then, like, so being, physical. yeah, being 5'8", but 
thicker too. It, yeah, it, he's got it's that not... low, low center of gravity. I was I was actually gonna say like he I bet he puts yeah. up reps on the bench. Yeah, yeah. So like just like you said, contact balance being low to the ground just helps him. And he's not um, limited to being that yak slot who's just running bubble. Like he runs, he's a no. good route runner, like a really good route runner. Yes, yeah. I I feel like I, I mean I don't know how much people are talking about him more, but I feel like his route running is already underappreciated because you see him create that separation off his breaks consistently. And like, why wouldn't you? Because the type of yak he's running is just like those. Those sudden, like stopping on a dime, breaking, get, and then the tough running stuff. So that translates to his route running. Just and, like, throw in the Ohio State game from 2018. And tell me this guy's not a first round pick. Yeah, for real. And then, and then kick return, punt return, upside too. In Probably. the next 72 hours, college football is going to come to a complete stop. Do we have to that's keep pretending? <laughs> yeah, that's a tweet. Great. AJ, come on. Oh, Christian Watson just retweeted me. Oh, wait, that's not the real one. This guy has zero followers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's on the pod now. Okay. Chris Olave, your receiver three in the in this group? He is. And, okay. The, Chris Olave is going to be a, a day two pick who's just a really good football player. My take. Yeah. So, okay. The, I, I agree. So, I kind of feel similar to Chris Olave as I did with Terry McLaurin. Except I got it wrong with Terry McLaurin, so I'm not doing it this time. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, so I, especially coming off guys like Bateman and more, where Bateman's just such a safe, smooth, nuanced receiver who can create big plays despite maybe some athletic shortcomings. And then Rondell Moore's this chess piece, yak yeah. freak. Like Chris Olave's like a Robert Woods type. He's a a really smooth, crisp route runner. He's he's yep. not. A big time yak guy. He's gonna he, he he's gonna be a, a very strong third down guy. You mm-hmm. you need seven yards. He's getting you that seven yards. He can pl- play out of the slot. He can play Z. I like the, what you said about Terry McLaurin. I don't think he's quite the same explosiveness. No, he's not gonna run the same as McLaurin. No, like he think he. I think he's more of a four or five guy. But he's yeah. also just he's just I don't know. He's really smart and he just has has the makings of like that quarterback's best friend type. Yeah, I feel the same. Like he feels just well rounded, even though the the traits aren't special. And and again, like everything you said, I totally agree with. And plus, he's tough as hell. Like he blocks his ass off. Really good blocker. He's a good special and teams player, know- like Terry McLaurin too. Exactly, he's a great special teams player. Um, blocking field goals, blocking punts. So yeah, I agree. He's gonna be like a second or third round guy. Um, plus, I well, I was about to say I want to see his production go up because he'll get it probably will this year. But uh, if the season happens, but yeah. I, I like I like uh, Chris Olave. Who's your Rondell Moore comp? Because I, I've seen a lot of Percy Harvin, which is fun, but that, I, I want to get back that's there. That's interesting. Uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean it. You know I love pro comps. I struggle with him just because, like, yeah. when I first watched him, I, I thought of Tyreek Hill. Okay. Where he's in this kind of scat running back playing slot almost. Because people okay. forget yeah. Tyreek Hill started as a running back. Yeah. Um, and just... I don't think he's the same athlete, but I think he's he's got uh, more thickness and power to him as a yak style player. That's kind of like I get the Percy Harvin thing, mm-hmm. but I think he's more of a real slot than Percy Harvin was, and Percy Harvin was more of a running back almost. I don't know. I, he's a really hard for him. I, I I don't I don't know. Why I'm about to bang the table for Percy Harvin, but people forget how good he was. Percy before. Harvin's one of the fucking coolest college football players of all time. Yeah, first of all, obviously amazing in college, but he was he was he was great before the injuries really slowed him down and all the 
Oh yeah, all the shit around. And, and, and he almost came five years too early. Like, imagine yeah. if exactly what he was now entered the league and like a Kyle Shanahan got him. Like he's Debo Samuel on steroids. I'm pretty sure he was like leading the league in receptions through the first six or so weeks before. But he was like banged up the whole time. He was like he was always. He felt like he was never healthy. No, exactly. And then the, the migraine issue. But that, yeah, I think cause I was watching the Adrian Peterson went off in this one game against the Seahawks and the show on NFL Network. I'm pretty sure they mentioned he uh, he was leading, and then he got hurt and he was banged up that whole game and still producing. Anyway, all pro return man too. And it, after Olave, who's your next receiver? I, I got a drop off here, Me but too. then it's. It's but like I, do, do you have a drop off from Bateman and Moore to Olave, right? Like Olave's kind of in his own grouping. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, like I don't see a path to Olave being a first round pick, but I see a good a good chance. I mean, a very good chance for Bateman. And I, I, th- I think, I think I'd roll the dice. On, yeah, exactly. And I think I'd roll the dice on Rondell Moore. Anyways, um, next for me, like I got a bit of a grouping here, and me I, too. I, I don't know who I really want to say. Um, kind of tough. I got both you know, the Michigan I, guys here. Okay, I got the Michigan guys in the group. I got, I kind of like the Iowa guy. Uh, he's weird because he does a lot of different things. He could return man too. He's even throwing passes. Yeah. That's why I, I kind of wanted to bring him up. I mean, like, I'm not sure what to that. think. Yeah, thank you for saying his name. Um, I, I don't know what really to think about him. I don't I think just, he's going to get drafted if there's no season. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think the tools are there, and like he's really good with the ball in his hands. And like you said, kick return well, specials. I I, yeah. I, I, I kind of like I think Jahan Dotson, the Penn State guy, who's a little guy but speed. Um, and, and I like him too. Yeah, like I think him, Chris Ottman, Bell at Minnesota because we love Minnesota. Like all three These of those guys, guys yeah. could have yeah. been. It could be if there's some sort of season could be drafted, but if there's not and you don't kind of see them take that next step, then maybe not. But then I, I do but, think yeah. I, I've got the Michigan guys in Wap Fillier in their own little classing. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Like quickly, I, I, I so Dotsman and Almond Bell have the eligibility, and I think they're both like s- not even sleeper, sleepers, but they're they're gonna get uh, they're gonna break out if they get a chance. Uh, well, especially with Bateman gone, like Almond Bell's got to be the guy now, and then Dotson's kind of taking over as the KJ Hamler. Yeah, he looks a lot like him, and um, maybe not the same speed, but he can get deep, and his hands are his hands are better. Yeah, yeah, I think his, his hands are better than the KJ Hamler. Um, who and then yeah, Smith Smith Marset might lose it if if because he's a senior. Anyways, this is a good group of receivers. Yeah. Who? Uh, okay. So the Michigan guys and Watt Fillier. Do you agree with me that they're in their own little class? Yeah. I, I like Nico Collins is just like kind of dripping with potential still. Yeah. It's and he's he's great never great hands, really good body yeah. control, makes some splashy contested catches. He's got. You know what like, I find interesting? He's so he's yeah, built so well. Yeah, six three two twenty two, maybe six four. Uh, you know what I find interesting with him is like he's not the fastest, but like he's getting open on goes a lot. And Shea Patterson misses him, but he's <laughs> just like he knows how to stack corners really well, and I, I that that's impressive to me, especially at that size. Um, his hands are really good, but then you see some like drops through like big time contact, which again it's it's hard to knock a guy, but when you're that big and you know um, so you're supposed to make those catches. Um, then yeah, uh, so who, do you have Collins over them or yeah? Kind of in the Col- same group? Col- after Olave, I have Collins. Then I have Ronnie Bell. Then I have Watfillier. Ronnie Bell's fun too. Ronnie like, Ronnie Bell's I think got the ability to be a really good route runner. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows some re- really 
a really deep repertoire of releases. He can line up inside yeah. or outside. I, I I got some Sterling Shepherd vibes with him. Oh, okay. Um, I, I like, and he just felt like he came up so big for Michigan. Yeah, I know he had the drop in the Penn State game, but uh, just consistently come up big and only as a sophomore last year. Yeah, I, I, I like him. Like, I don't think he's a guy who comes out, but I think down the road we're talking about him. And then Wap Fillier's yeah. kind of like your discount day three Rondell Moore. Yeah, pretty much. Like he's, uh, I actually got a bit of Tavon Austin vibes um, with what he could do after the catch and his explosiveness Mm -hmm. as that type of player. But obviously, my worries. I don't think like he doesn't have great hands. Um, He doesn't make a ton of plays through contact. Like all, all like you, you got to get the ball in his hands via bubble screens and manufactured touches. Uh, yeah. And he's not a great route runner, but I like that's a guy who I'd want to have on my roster as my wide receiver four, wide receiver five, just kind of I don't know manufacturing touches from uh, a couple times a game, just letting him work after the catch. It's it seems like there's so many guys like that. He also blocks his ass now. off for a small guy. Yeah, just a lot of there's so many like of these little gadgety, interesting guys that uh, football's know, changing, we, we, AJ. Yeah, no, I I like it. It's it's good. It's you know, but like, in years past, would be like one of them, and they get drafted just because they're the guy. And now it's going to be uh, hard for these guys. They got to really stand out. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. for sure. Uh, any other receiver you want to talk about? No, I think I'm good. But I like the the group overall. It's, it's a really good group. Um, Brandon Peters' buddy. Uh, I'm not going to try and say his name. Josh I, who I didn't yep. didn't we didn't have tape on, but. USC transfer, former big recruit with yeah. a huge vert. Yeah. He's interesting, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tight ends. Do you have any draftables other than Pat Fryermuth? Uh No, but I think, again, kind of like... I, you know what? No, I don't. But there's some interesting guys that I don't have draftable grades on. Yeah. That makes sense. I think my boy Jeremy Ruckert's got, got some chances if Ohio Rucker. State starts using him. Yeah. Ruckert's got potential. Uh, like Even my boy, Nick Eubanks... Uh, kind of just with his athletic profile is interesting. Not a great blocker, but uh, I mean at six four two fifty six and can run. I, I think that's interesting. He, I think he's more interesting than the Michigan tight end the Steelers drafted. So that's correct. Michigan always got tight ends that get drafted and aren't that good. Anyways, uh, Pat Fryermuth, really fucking good. Yeah, Pat Fryermuth, um, potential first round pick. Uh, top. I think he will be top two tight end be. in the class. Yeah. Um, him and, and Pitts, their styles contrast really interestingly. Like they're very different yeah. types of players. Yeah, draft them both, baby. Um, Fryermuth's going to be a plug and play in line tight end. Uh, I th- I think my f- uh, the the two things he does best are just put the ball around him, contested catches through traffic. Mm-hmm. Like he just he's gonna he's gonna get the ball. Uh, and he's really good at finding holes in coverage in zones. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he's like I don't like he's he's not a dynamic athlete. And I think he's good enough, though. Yeah, like, like I'm not. He's I good for a tight end. Yeah, it's just like if you put him next to Pitts, they're different animals. Um, and I don't think he's a great route runner, but mm-hmm. but he he's a, a very willing physical blocker with a great frame. Um, I, I think he's like like he's strong and willing, and he's got a bit of an edge, which I always yes, appreciate. Yes, I, I think sure. he's already pretty good as a blocker. Like I'm not worried about that. Yeah, anyways. like I don't think he's the number one blocker in the class, but I'm not. Like, Number one block in the class is going to be some guy who's caught four career balls. Yeah, Chase Allen of Iowa State. Yeah, exactly. But no, he's he's uh, like you're not worried like about he, it at all. No, no. Um, 
good after the catch. Especially yeah, yeah, at six, physical, five, two, physical, physical guy after the catch. Uh, Break attack again. Game I just yards. think he's, he's gonna. He's not a stiff mover. Like yeah. I don't know if he's gonna be like some all pro tight end by any means, but I just think he's really safe. He yeah. starts for a decade. He's Dallas Clark. You're not. You're not thinking about it once you get him on the team. I think he's got the chance to be that all pro tight. Okay, so you're a little higher on him than me. I think. Yeah, I, I kind of like, 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 like I. I don't think he's far off of Hawkinson. But I was a little Hawkinson's lower on Hawkinson blocking. I think was just. So ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. But I can see, I can Hawkinson see Fryer getting explosive there. though. Hawkinson, he was. That, like, yeah, interesting. He was. It's, it's, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait to. We're getting to Kyle Pitts next week. But yeah, Kyle Trask. Yeah, those two, Brevin Jordan, Charlie Kohler. It's a fun class. See, yeah, like I, I do. Oh, we've talked about all these guys. It is a fun class, and usually at this point, like I feel like this time last year, we, we had no tight ones. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. normal. Well, I mean, like yeah. even the Hawkinson year, he. Yeah, he took it took him until like a couple weeks into the season to really gain momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, before we the, the we get to offensive line, I just I need to tell you about something, AJ. Tw- I'm excited. Twenty twenty has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsor at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. AJ. I'm just wondering, yes. if there's no college football this year, are you going to fill the time by sh- shaving your balls? You know, uh, as I revealed last week, I've been lacking, so I'm going to do nothing but shave my balls. Every Saturday. From from yeah, from August 30th to, uh, t- to New Year's Day. Every Saturday from noon till midnight. Like like it's a college football Saturday. But, yeah, because, I mean, with with the light on the, the lawnmower 3.0, you can shave it after dark. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They wrote that line for AJ. They also just released the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is perfect. A perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Their Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and includes tip tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. Can you do it at the same time? That's the Manscaped Challenge of the Week. On their website, you'll find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if you catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns. Oh, I can't do this line. They get me every time because it confuses me. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Damn it. <laughs> you almost did it again. I love it. Thank you, Manscaped. And, AJ, with all the money you're saving by your 20% off and free shipping, just bet that away at betonline.ag. Mm. You know what they say about betting, AJ? You're only, what do they say? You're only losing money if you're not winning. Let me do the quick math on that. 
Yeah, that adds up. You're right. And for me, I put all my money on Paul Casey today, and it's looking good. Finished 11 under. So I'm feeling pretty good about this. And That's pretty good. I just went to betonline.ag, and I said, all 10 grand I've got left in my in my bank account. What a flex. And I don't have that much. That's a lie. <laughs> um, and I tripled it. So, wow. 30 grand. AJ, we're buying, we're buying a house. <laughs> Where? Madison, Wisconsin. Ah, there we go, baby. Full circle. That's not we'll, going to make sense we'll, to anybody else. We'll get there later. No, no, it'll make sense later. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Offensive line. Um, Big Ten. Lots of offensive linemen. Uh, what else is new, baby? Let's start with the tackles. I think it's a really interesting tackle group in the Big Ten. Lots of guys who could potentially be... Um, top 100 picks but maybe haven't yeah. solidified themselves yet but you see the tools are there and they have the uh, makings of that. being that type of offensive line prospect uh, so, so who's your number one guy I have wait offensive line or offensive tackle tackle, tackle. Which, tackle. I have Big Daniel from Minnesota Felalelli I can't say it when you look at 6'9 400 pounds you don't think it's gonna like I just assume it was a gimmick when they first got him <laughs> yeah but he's good. He's good. He is good. In ridiculous size. For, okay, first of all, uh, can you believe how well he moves for 6'9", 6'8", whatever? I refuse to believe he's 400 pounds. Because he carries like, it so well. And, like, Jonathan Ogden was 6'9", and carried it really well. And, like, I don't know. What, what they what they have Ogden at? Like, 350, 345? Yeah. I think 6'9", 345, though. Yeah. Um, Coming out of UCLA, at least, yeah. I, I don't know. Big Daniel, we're just going to call him that. Um, Regardless, he is absolutely massive, even if he's not for I assumed, when I put him on, 6'9", 400 pounds, is going to have sloppy feet and not move well. I was wrong. 6'9", 400 pounds, and he, uh, again, carries it really well. Like, he is not a sloppy body. He is, he's body beautiful. Um, and, yeah, he's got, he's got, like, just again, I assumed his feet would be kind of slow because he's so big. His feet are fine. He moves really well, and he's got uh, he's got to play with better leverage. He's yeah, just well, naturally I mean, gonna not have yeah. great leverage because he's six nine. Yeah, um, exactly. And I want to see some improved hand placement. Yes, I think his hands kind of shoot outside too frequently, but he, he uses his yeah. length really well. And again, because he can move as well as he can for a man with that type of length and size, he he. He's much more competent in pass protection than I was expecting, and then he mm-hmm. he, he he just moves people in the wrong game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll say. Let me let me get to a couple points. So yeah, his feet are like f- quick, but the, the sloppy at times. Like there's technical issues, like you said, with his hand. Sometimes it just doesn't match his upper body. But like again, he's he's six eight six nine, and he he is like an ex rugby player. So like. For all those, and only a, a junior come into this year. So, like, for all those things, that's, that's, I got, I'm not really even knocking for it. Um, yeah, and then, like, like I, I don't think he's a complete player at all, but, like, he's already so good because of his size and his strength. And, like, even when he gets beat, he, he's a pretty good recovery player, and he recovers easily because of his size. And it's just, uh, like, I, right now, like, I don't have a first round grade, but, like, oh, it, it'd be hard. Like, would it, would it shock you if he ends up as a first-round pick? Well, think about where Mekhi Becton went from the yeah, exactly. summer last year to yeah. through his junior season. And, like, yep. 
Big Daniel, I like more at this time than I liked with Makai Becton. I 100% agree. So, I, I mean, I I could see a pathway to him being a first-round pick. Me too. And, like, right now, like, if, if I were to say, probably a day-two pick, so. And, and again, we like I've mentioned before on the show, is after Swell, it's very wide open. Yeah. Like, no, there's a lot of potential, it. and it's a really fun, I think, offensive tackle class that's shaping up, but it's... There's, there's a lot of... Sorry, go ahead, Ron. It's just there's no, like, certain top five yeah. right now. Yeah. No, the the interior kind of feels a little cleaner in the top top than the than the tackle group. Um, and I'll, quickly, there's so many big tackles this year, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. I love it. Because uh, there's another one in this group, too. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, fuck it. We'll talk about him. I I I got him later, but he's 6'8", 362, coming off his redshirt sophomore year at Indiana. Like, he's massive. Like, not as clean as Big Daniel. But he's but, interesting. Uh, yeah, he's massive, too. He's long. He's strong. And he's, like, again, another guy pretty good athlete for that size. Yeah. No, he, he was giving me, like, Trent Brown kind of vibes. Yeah. No, I can, like, I can feel that. Like, like. He, he, he's raw, but, again, another guy who just his size like, covers his ass at times. Like, and, I think he's a day yeah. three guy right now. Right now. I, I agree. And that's coming, again, Richard's yeah, that's a, like Yeah, that's, a, that's like, I'm, I mean that as a compliment. I, me too. Um, my um, my number one guy is actually uh, Jalen Mayfield at Michigan. He's my number two guy. Okay. Again, so Red, we got Richard freshman last year. Oh, was yeah. he only Richard freshman? Yeah, he's Richard sophomore now. Um, 6'5", 319, and he's a great athlete. Yeah, he was. I just was. Him and Big Daniel mm-hmm. both have the makings of top 100 picks to me, was kind of my takeaway. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I, if I, I think, honestly, I would bet on both of them going top 100 if I had to right now. May, the difference is, like, I, th- I thought Big Daniel has so much upside and he's really, like, just dripping with potential. I thought Mayfield was just already so clean. And again, uh, Fre- Richard Fresh Frosh last year. I-, I think he's got upside too because that athlete, yeah, the yeah, type of athlete sure. he is at that six five three twenty ish. He moves really yeah. well. He's got yeah. that kind of son of a bitch asshole to him. Um, yeah, I thought he had pretty damn good feet, especially for a young tackle. Uh, mm-hmm. he- I-, I think he's a lot of upside as a pa- uh, pass blocker and has all the yes. tools to get there. And I think that's kind yeah. of what separate. Like for for me with him and Big Daniel is that that's why I think Mayfield's a cleaner player because I think he's more ready for the pro pass protection game. Like Fair enough. Clean yeah, clean kick step and just quick yeah. feet. Like you mentioned, good athlete. Want to see him play with better leverage and just add more strength yeah. in general. I think the best way to beat him is going through him because his anchor is not um, super consistent right now. But again, yeah, I really liked him. I also say at that size and being a younger player, I think he's got room to add on his frame for sure too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he he, he doesn't carries look that three twenty yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he, he definitely. Um, after that, it's it's a bit of a toss up, but there's still guys I like. I think Alaric Jackson's a guard. Okay, so he, remember remember two years ago how much we loved Alaric Jackson. Um, he is. He's a bit of a like he a is, tackle guard hybrid. He, right? His like, feet aren't great, and he he's just not a great mover in pass protection. It's like he he's like yeah, lab- it's funny laboring. But like he'll move 
like laterally quick sometimes in the run. It's yeah, weird. He, he's it's a much better consistent. He's a much better run blocker than pass protector, and he's he, he is. He's a big time finisher and gets to the second level pretty well. But then yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's weird. It, yeah, yeah, but then weird. in pass protection, he's kind of slow. And his like, feet aren't are kind of yeah. Loose, like yeah. I think if you moved him to left guard, he's a really interesting guy there, especially because he's really think, big. I think he'll definitely end up as a guard. Yeah, but yeah, six six three twenty. Um, I, I I'm like slowly think I'm just gonna start evaluating him as a guard. Yeah, that might be. Who was it last week that they were kind of a hybrid? I'm blanking now. I I kind of feel the Rainbow. same. Yeah, yeah. I different guys obviously, but I kind of feel the same. That they, some traits is like okay, Eichenberg. these are was guard that traits. Who was it? Vrabel or Eichenberg? Maybe it was Eichenberg. I don't remember. Both. <laughs> But just yeah, go, no, hey, I think go back and listen to that episode. What he can do as a run blocker and with that mm-hmm. size and power he does have, I think you move him to guard, he's a lot more interesting just because he doesn't have the athleticism or the feet to pass protecting the NFL as a tackle. Yeah, like like right now, I think at tackle, he's probably going to be like a day three pick. You move him to guard, he's got he's got day two potential, but I've been saying that for three fucking years, so who knows. I also think while we're on the topic, Cole Van Leenen and Koi, Koi Kronk mm-hmm. are both tackles who are going to be guards in the NFL. Yeah, no, that's probably true. I kind of feel like they're both day three guys, too. Uh, Rashid Walker at Penn State is a guy who I think, like, it's not there yet, but he's really young, and he, he's uh, got a lot of power and size that maybe down the road we're talking about him a little bit more. That's true. Uh, how about your boy, Munford? Do you like him at all? Uh, I, I think like, he's, a, he's... Well, last year he was injured. Um, I think yeah. he's got... His athleticism helps him a lot in pre- pass protection. Like, he's a very well-built athletic tackle but he's just not that strong his hands aren't terrific he plays a little bit high and he kind of he's not he's not really a big time finisher mm, fair enough i i kind of feel like he end up as like a late day three guy yeah well like, like he's a guy who like he's he's definitely worth taking a look at the develop because of the athletic traits yeah um, um do you want to jump to the interior tackles? yeah yeah and stick at ohio state for your top guy Rob. yeah well, wyatt davis mm-hmm or, or, or Jonah Jackson no, again? <laughs> yeah, I love him even more. Yeah, why, um, why, no, why Davis why is Davis. clean as hell, eh? Yeah, he is very much so. It's just like completely well rounded, and then he's a redshirt sophomore last year. Like that, that's impressive. He's another guy. Like I'm, I don't like. There's no way he doesn't end up a first round pick this this year with what's going on. Um, yeah, he's just plug and play. Uh, he, he felt so advanced for a sophomore. Yeah, it's crazy that it was his first year starting, redshirt mm-hmm. sophomore. Just really, really powerful player in the run game. Um, plays with really good leverage. Fucking strong hands. Yeah. Really yeah. powerful punch. He's going to finish. Really smart about working to the linebackers in the second level and chip blocking. Uh, I was about to say, there's a lot of nuance there. Like He works off his double teams and his chips really well. Like it's it's not even always a second level. Just sometimes he gets the next man mm. if it's a stunt or whatever or a blitz, really well. And then like you said, he works at the second level really well too. He, he feels so clean for a retro sophomore, yeah, not retro junior. Like I guess if I'm looking for a hold a poke, more consistency with his feet. Like he can his feet can get a little um, like out of place yeah. in pass protection if he's like. But I don't think they're great. But like they work. It's not, like, yeah, I'm like it's not really like I'm just looking for something. Like he's mm-hmm. he's potent like a top fifteen guy. Yeah, I, I already have a late first round grade on he's him. Dave, so. He's David DeCastro. 
You, you draft him, you make six Pro Bowls, you never think about it again. He, he'll be a, he'll be a Steeler. Don't worry. About I it. hope so. Imagine him and Dave DeCastro as the guards. Be uh, sick. Uh, who's your Who's your next guy? I I got Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. I know he, he plays tackle He's there, left tackle last year. Yeah, exactly. Left tackle in 2019, right tackle in 2018. Um, six four three fifteen. I think he's like he's a stout frame. He's strong, he, and he gets out on you really quick in the run game. Um, he's another guy that gets like good lateral agility, like good lateral blocking ability too. Like you know the the, the not just the pulls, but like the toss plays where you got to make a block on the move. I think he does all that pretty well. He plays with an edge too. Like he finishes plays. I know a there's lot. some talk. Yeah, I know there's some talk about him being like. Uh, first of all, tackle on like a first round pick. I don't see any of that, but um, I, I definitely see kicking him in the garden like a day two potential player. Like just I, a guy, I, I, I like, I, him. like maybe not tons and tons of upside. Or sorry, not tons of. What am I saying? I just think he's a guy who's just really safe if if you move yeah. him to guard. Yeah, that's no, what I'm I trying agree. to say. I, I like him. I like him. And uh, been the best offensive lineman at Northwestern since he stepped on the field, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I like Tyler Linderbaum a, bu- a bunch. Okay, I'm not sure how I feel about him. Well, yet. he's going to be hard because he's, he's he was a he, retro freshman last yes, year. Yes, and he's six two two eighty six. He's lack size. He's a defensive line convert, but he just moves yeah. so fucking well. He's like, such I, a good I, athlete. Like, yeah, the potential is all there. It's just the the size and he's raw as fuck. Well, I mean, it's the Garrett Bradbury conundrum in terms of. Obviously, Garrett Bradbury has really struggled, really struggled in pass protection as a rookie, which was the big question, and, and yeah. the overall anchor. And it's like more so with Linderbaum, obviously. Definitely, yeah. Um, and like, is he going to be the 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 Jason Kelsey where he's just so good that the lack of size doesn't end up being the the downfall? Yeah, because like Jason, remember uh, look, Jason Kelsey? I think he was six two two eighty at the combine. I think you think you're right, but yeah. like I just think he's the perfect zone setter. Uh, Linderbaum just moves so well. He attacks angles really well. He's a f- complete finisher. Um, I I've fallen for him. I'm I won't lie. I'm not there, but like I see the path. And again, he's only retro sophomore now, so, so he's got a lot of football to play. And Iowa clearly knows how to develop. I I like this. We're on the same page with Wyatt Davis. We both see the vision with each other's guy. Your guys Slater, my guys Linderbaum. Yeah. Uh, did, <laughs> did you like Josh Myers, your other guy, Rob? Josh Myers, my concern is, is he going to end up Billy Price? Because... Are you going to well, say that about all, yeah, all, uh, all uh, uh, state centers? Yeah. No, is it because, like, he's got two studs beside him and he works a lot of double teams and you're not sure about him? And so the, that there's that. He He's yeah. not challenged maybe as much as other people because, yeah, like, Jonah Jackson's, I think, going to end up starting guard in the NFL. And Wyatt Davis yeah. can be a first round pick. So yeah, last year yeah. you didn't have to you didn't see him kind of get put in any terrible situations in pass protection. Um and I think he, he's great size for a center, really physical run blocker. Yeah, he's built like a guard. Mm-hmm. Doesn't move that well. Doesn't get to the second level that well. Uh mm-hmm. so my my question, the Billy Price conundrum here is does the lack of athleticism, is that gonna hold him back? When he's in a one-on-one situation, at, at, like when he he doesn't get the benefit of having two stud guards beside him, yeah. is he going to struggle because his feet aren't great and he doesn't move that well laterally and he plays a little high because he's a taller center? 
So yeah. I, the, right now, I think he's a late day three guy with potential. Okay. But okay. yeah, there's I think there's a lot to worry about with him. I get that, and I get your your skepticism. I feel that, but like uh, uh, just if you kind of like not to say to ignore that um, the talents there's talent. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah for sure. Like I like I have a draftable on him, which means a lot at this point in time. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I it, again, let's get him to the Senior Bowl. Let's see him one on ones, and let's see let's see if it's Jonah Jackson and Wyatt Davis or it's or it's him. Um, Anyone else? Anyone else you like? No, nobody else really. St- I think we th- like those four. The clear um, four guys in the Big Ten on the interior right uh, now. It's, uh, the, I agree. The Big Ten in general, lots of offensive linemen though. Yeah, what else is new, baby? But for some reason, like very few defensive players. Yeah, but or, but think about how many guys there was last year. That's like, true. Okay, let's jump right into the interior defensive line. I don't have a draftable grade. I I mean, if you consider Aiden Hutchinson, oh, I, I sorry, I ended up evaluating him as an edge. Okay, let's let's start with him though. I he's the only one, so let's start with him. For me, at ideal, um, I don't I don't know if you do him at ideal or, or edge. To be honest, he feels like a he he plays both a bit of both. He plays both and he feels like both like six 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 five two seventy eight. So that's, that's yeah, big. like he's a three tech, a five tech edge moving all over the place. Um. <sighs> Maybe five tech ends up being his true home, and just like that's, that's, in, that's what I kind of feel. Like. In even fronts, maybe you play, you play him run downs as an edge and kick him to three on on pass downs. Yeah, uh, regardless, I I think he's a really good football player, especially for a guy that's coming off a sophomore year. Like I want to see him now that he's got the chance to be the full time starter uh, on on that defensive line because there's a lot of depth there, and he, he was a rotational guy last year. Yeah, um, but you saw the flashes of what he could do. With his power and his hands, and plays yeah. with really good leverage, I found despite yeah. his height, which I just assumed immediately he wouldn't. Which I know I was because he, he just uses length really well. Um, mm-hmm. and like he sets the edge really yeah. well when he's playing out there. He's a good run defender. I like him. High end motor, great effort. I, I think he, he's a powerful dude. He's a smart player too. Like what, lots of like um, he's not going to beat you. Uh, like he, he's he's not super flexible. Not going to bend the edge much. No. Um, no. It doesn't have a a, a ton of uh, speed as a, as a, sp- a speed rusher, but uh, like at very it, minimum, like yeah. he's a rotational defensive lineman, especially for the versatility as playing up and down that D line. Yes, yeah, definitely. Like, I, if I were to bet, I think he's drafted, and he's got pretty interesting upside. Like in the in the, in the, in between the tackles, or you know, at the interior, like he's like a bit of a slasher. Like when he's not playing outside the edge, like he's he's pretty raw. Like his hands need work, but they're heavy in, in the pass. Um, so there's a lot of tools there, and like you said, kind of just getting more reps this year is gonna be interesting. Do you want to jump over to his teammate, Quiddy yeah, Pay? Is Pei. he your number one edge? He is my number one edge. He also was number one on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. Um, six four two seventy seven, fucking great build. Yes, explosive <laughs> as hell. Apparently, as a like a six three seven three cone. That's insane. I, I refuse to believe, but if at 277 is under 7, I'm fucking happy. <laughs> For real. I know. Like, And like you said, it's just a, a explosive, uh, fast off the line. There, like, plenty of power to him. The bull rush is ha- really st- has, strong. Yeah, Has flexibility um, yeah. that maybe you wouldn't necessarily expect out of a guy who's got that much weight to him already. It, like it's almost like he he's not that heavy. He can kick inside like, too. Like they kicked him inside the three tech a lot. 
Yeah, and he's he's a really stout run defender already too. Yeah, I know he he awesome motor, really a lot of power at the point as an edge setter. Um, I guess I, I want to see him use his hands more consistently and develop mm-hmm. pass rush repertoire. Uh, I think I feel like we say that about like so many guys, but, but it's true. With, yeah. Well, with him, and it it, it makes sense because it kind of it works a lot of the time. Is he just relies on his just dominant explosiveness and his leverage? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or his bend it, uh, on the outside, but uh, if he could really work those hands, like mm-hmm. he he could be a, I think a first round guy. He's my number two overall edge in the class behind Russo right now. Wow. Okay. I I have a day two grade on him right now, which again is saying a lot at this like, point. I think he's got the makings of a Cam Jordan if he develops that pass rush. Just mm-hmm. in terms of like there aren't a lot of edges is explosive with that much. That that good a build and that much flexibility, yeah, yeah. and just the, the the ability to already be this good to have a, a run defender. Yeah, it's honestly it was impressive how good both him and Hutchinson are defending the run already. Yeah, though they're, they're a really fun D D uh, D line combo. Yeah, and and they, they, this year they're finally in the spotlight, and it's gonna be interesting yeah, to see. But this year, like Pay Pay played a lot. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Shut up. Pay played a lot, but you know I've been Pay I've been gave away Jackson hell. <laughs> he did. I gave Tristan Wirfs hell too, to be honest. Yeah, he you know he did. He Wirfs kind of struggled with some of his power. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been I've been saying Pay's name for I feel like since we started this show. So I tweeted about him once and spelled his name wrong. So I remember that. But the tweet like kind of blew up, so it was awkward. I think I called him. <laughs> I think I called him Quitty Pain. I feel like like it's time to be able to edit tweets, right? No, because then people could take away their terrible takes. Hold on, I'll say this: like edit, but then it tells you that it's edited. You know? Eh. I don't know. I don't know. It, it feels sucky to to shoot off a tweet and I don't then want it starts Jim getting Nagy being able to edit just bad tweets. <laughs> uh, we're we're never getting invited to the senior bowl. We're too uh, we're too hard on the next. Yeah, because we're not prospects. <laughs> Wait, we aren't. My next edge is Jason Oway. Oway. Me, me too. The Penn but, State uh, potential stud who yeah, was a, exactly. um, a, a rotation edge last year, dripping with fucking potential. 6'5", 257. Awesome athlete. Also on the freaks list. All the tools are there. Crazy bend for his size and awesome yeah. get off and his speed rush. Um, yep. He he's not nearly as refined as Pay, especially in the run game. But what he could—he's only be, Richard sophomore. Yeah, and like he—he yeah. he, he just hasn't played that much. If he if he can use his um his length and his hands a little more, and kind of just yes become a yeah. better edge setter and, and have more understanding how to defend the run, like he could be a first round pick. Yeah, like, no, I like everything is there for him. Like man. he he's I think he's got more upside than um, Yuter Grossmatos. The, I mean, both of us hated Yuzer Grossman's but yeah, I, I agree. Like, all the tools are there. Like, you, uh, you, Did you like... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Who? Who did I like? I was going to say the opposite of him, Shakitone at all. So, my big issue is, it's kind of the same thing that I worry about with Quincy Roche is, he's just so small. Size. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, 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 he's not a Sam in the defender. NFL, right? Yeah, who, yeah he's, who, like, like he's, he's a good athlete, and he's not a good run defender. He's going to stand Yeah, up. like, he, he's all speed rush and bend. He just get fucking moved in the run game. Yeah. If you stand him up and get him in the right system where he can maybe be a rotational pass rusher, yeah, and play some yep. Sam. That's I think that's his route to the league. 
But like, um, I like Quincy Rocher more than him for the record. Yeah, by a large margin. Close. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'm just throwing names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for, for him, I like he's redshirt senior too, so he's pretty much maxed out. You assume so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, did you like the Ohio State Tyreek Smith, Ralph? I feel like we're playing Go Fish. I'm just throwing names out. I think he's following the Ohio State edge rusher path of not the Boses and the Chase Youngs, but of the um, yes of the Taekwon yeah. Lewises. Like that's yeah. It, yeah. He, he's he's gonna gonna take a step this year. Well, he would have taken a step this year. Um, I like he's not could, he's not a terrific athlete and he doesn't have a ton of bend. He he plays he, with good leverage, uh, mm-hmm. and I think he's a solid run defender. And kind of him taking that next step has to do with again using his hands better, um, and just playing I guess with more power in general because okay. I think that's his route to the league. You know what I'll say? I I think like when he's in the open field, which I mean you're not supposed to be much there as an edge. <laughs> Sick. But, but when it, like I think they use him to spy in a game or two, and uh, like I think like when he's in that those situations, he's a good athlete, but. He off the line of scrimmage. He is not a good athlete. I think he just doesn't feel the snap well, maybe. Because I I uh, I forget what game it was, but like, just like he's the last guy to move, which I always always hate when I'm watching offensive or defensive line. Obviously, yeah. who wouldn't? Um, and then he's jumping um, off sides, and he's just not feeling it. That's not good. No, it's not good. But uh, you know, he's a sophomore, and he's six four two sixty seven, and if he Builds all that. I, he could be something, but yeah, I don't think he's the the Boses or the no. Young or Zach Harrison opposite him next year is the guy to talk about. There, there you go. Okay, uh, you want to jump the linebacker? Yeah, there's a lot of guys here, and obviously we know they got the top. Yeah, of so Micah Parsons already in. He's my number three overall prospect. He's he's honestly, um, I like you know what I mean. When there, there's a guy with all this hype and you you throw him on, you kind of expect to be disappointed sometimes. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't. He doesn't no. disappoint in the least. He's no. 6'3", 245. So explosive. Explosive. And smooth. Yeah. And some of the stuff, like, he, like the way he moves in coverage, I think at that size just blows my mind. And he's yeah, balls he's to the wall. He under, like, he is so good at stacking and shedding, which is normally a thing yeah. linebackers in college need to improve on. He's ultra yeah. aggressive. He's a really good blitzer. Um, okay. So he's like a legit pass rusher. Yeah, like, like he could be an edge if he if that was like yeah. what he wanted. I'm pretty sure yeah. he was coming out of high school. I swear to God, he was. He was. Okay. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like you, you see that like he can bend and dip around the edge, but not only that, it's like when he's blitzing as a linebacker does on like to the guard to the gap, whatever. Um, he can get under guards and push them and yeah, push them like into the lap of the court. He's one he's of, a legit. He's pass one of the rusher. best pass rushing off ball linebackers I've seen. I've. Totally agree, and like, you know what else I love? Like, like you, like you said, he stack and shed, but also like so quick to slip blocks too, mm-hmm. which you're not gonna get a hand on him when he does both. And sometimes he just and, does uh, things where he he like, I think it was the Buffalo game. Yeah, he he was supposed to be the uh, force player and set the edge, but he just yep. saw something. And he went and he went and made the play and got a TFL. He's just like got that football sense, that instinct Instincts. that you love. Yeah. And the other thing is. Uh, a lot of guys, you'll watch a linebacker, you'll be like, well, that guy's a Sam, this guy's a Will, oh, there's your Mike. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they fit one. He could play any of them. 
Yeah, which and, or edge like, like or edge said. like you, you can use yeah. him as a chess piece if you want to, and I hope someone yeah. does. That'd be really cool. Like he reminds me so, and this is the the classic comp for him so far is Jalen Smith before the injury at Notre Dame. Just mm-hmm. he just uh, ridiculous. I'll throw one more like like thing that impressed me that uh, just feels so out of the world is that like like some plays uh, like I think it was a Mich- it was against Michigan to be honest. Where like he'll be stuck in traffic because like it's a it's a it's a fake it's a play action play, so like he'll be not biting on the run but you know how it is it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a run so they're they're blocking, so he's right there in the middle of the field and I think it was Patterson Patterson's not the fastest but he you know he can run a bit, mm-hmm. especially off the PA he, he Patterson going to the sideline and Parsons gets there out of through the traffic straight to the sideline, and it's like a one year gain it's like holy shit that the range he has is so impressive. Um, and the, 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 the traffic just doesn't bug him. It, it, both just regularly coming forward and crazy plays like that. He's a top 10 pick, I think, almost no yeah. matter what. Do you think he ends up going top 5? It's so hard to say this Especially year. with an um, off-pole linebacker. I know. Uh, like, I have a top 15 like he's, grade, I think, which I don't give like up. He's, but, he's yeah. better than Devin White. Devin White went top 5. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He but again, it, Devin White ran, what, four, 4 flat or whatever it was, so... But yeah, Parsons gonna test great too. So yeah, I hope he ends up somewhere cool. I hope he doesn't. I feel like it's. Yeah, go ahead. I, I just hope he doesn't end up end up somewhere lame. That's lame. That's he it. probably will. Don't worry. Like, don't be a Detroit Lion, Micah. He probably is. It feels like <laughs> he would be really good in a Belichick scheme. Yeah, they need him. But uh, wait, he won't be in a Belichick scheme next year. But but you know what I mean, like in the. <laughs> oh wait, because oh Patricia. come on, Matt, no Matty P's not getting fired. Come on, promoted. Yeah, He's GM now um, too. Bob Quinn owns the team. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sorry, Martha. Who's your who, Who's your number two linebacker? Uh, I find it okay. a lot. It's like Michael Parsons, obviously in class zone. Then I think it's a big drop off, but the groupings, like I have like four or five guys in the group thing. Yeah, okay. So this is just because I can't – like, I think there's a solid group. I'm pounding the table, and I think a lot of people will be – for Cam from for Michigan. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman last year. He's a redshirt sophomore, obviously, now. Yeah. He's going to be a fucking he's, stud, He's though. just not there yet, but I agree. He's going to be a stud. Like, he he, he feels like he's going to be – not Michael Parsons, but he feels like he's going to be Devin Bush 2.0. And, like, some of the plays he makes with his – just sideline to sideline rage is insane. Th- he he just needs more reps. This, he just played like ten. This games. is just a weird thing uh, that popped to me was when he's getting depth in zone drop. He's just so smooth. Like when, regardless of anything happening, I just thought he was so smooth and fluid. Yeah. Getting into because some some guys are really bad at zone dropping as mics, yeah. and he just looked so yeah. like it just was. I don't know. It looked like fucking. He was dancing. It was sick. <laughs> But he, yeah, I think he he's dripping with potential. Where I just want to see him play more games. Yeah, like again, retro freshman. Like he's he's. There's no way he comes out this year. I mean, who knows? In, in two crazy, years or a year from now, we're gonna be talking about him as a, a as a big time linebacker prospect. I think. Yeah, like, I think he'll be linebacker one at some point in his career. Speaking of that, um, remember when Patty Fisher was linebacker one? I kind of glad you brought up Patty Fisher. Um, you still like him at all? I do. I think I think Patty Fisher can be a productive NFL player. Like, uh, like a starter or no? Yeah, probably. A, like, I, I could see him. Uh, oh. I, I think he's really good. Um, at uh, well, he's got a sweet motor, good instincts. Mm-hmm. He stacks and sheds well. Um, I don't think he's a great athlete. 
he's just fallen so far. He's really, he's really weird build. Six four two forty six. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he uh, like he's gonna be a day three pick, is what I think. Okay, I, I still I still think he's a day three guy. Okay. You know who I think? So yeah. Oh, sorry. If you want to, yeah, you want to talk, Patty, go. No, no. I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> it just feels like everyone totally gave up on him. I feel bad. But anyways, yeah. Who, who do you like? I think a guy who just hasn't f- fit into a role yet. Who was going to this year is Baron Browning. He was. I think he's like he's in the next group for me. Too, he was yeah. going to step into what Malik Harrison was doing. Uh, and and just like he's a former five star and he's so athletic and you can see yeah. that. He just, yeah. it feels like he's guessing all the time. Like, he just doesn't have mm-hmm. instincts. And uh, he he's not the most sophisticated, um, I guess, linebacker. But, like, he's got pass rush upside, and he's just really twitchy. He's he's good. Uh, do you like all three Ohio State guys? Yeah, I think there's a rule. Like, all three can be drafted. I, I feel the same way. I, but Browning's and, and th- They would have all complimented each other. Really. Yeah, Browning's just the best athlete. I like t- yeah. tough Borland's like more of that old school. Yeah, like really if I were to bet, it'd be it'd be him the least likely to get drafted. Borland, yeah, yeah. Pete Pete Werner's interesting because the way they use him and he, he's got big mm-hmm. size and he's he's a former safety. He was a big safety that they moved. Uh, it, yeah, it, part of the reason Baron Browning's never played was because Borland's uh, like. Browning's obviously with his instincts not a natural Mike, and Borland is clearly a natural Mike, and Warner was yep. playing a really specific role, and then Malik Harrison just—I mean, he was Malik Harrison, so they couldn't take yep. him off the field. So I think yep. uh, I think Browning's definitely like if there is no season, Browning's still going to be the first one off the board, even though he's played the least. I agree. I agree. Just for what he yeah. could be, um, but I don't like all three are day three types. Yeah, I, I totally Browning agree. could have um, had the chance to be more than that, I think, if there was a season. I feel the same way. Um, I think, do you like Jack, Jack Sanborn? I was about to say him. I, I think he's got, um, like, he's a good old school, good instincts, great tackler. He just feels yeah. like he's always in the right spot and he makes some plays. Wisconsin. Baby. Wisconsin, baby. Chris Borland. <laughs> it's it's like, it's a good linebacker group. Yeah. Like, even aside from Parsons. Yeah, for sure. Like not the top end, but still, like again, I, I'm gonna. McGrone is so good, but anyways. Yeah. Um. Um. Anyone else you liked? Or you, no, you no, I'm not banging the table for anybody else. No, me neither. Me neither. Okay, corners. Sean Wade. I think it's Sean Wade, and there's nothing else really there. Uh, uh, do you, Do you have anybody else you like besides Sean Wade? I don't mind Thomas in the in the day three, but you know I'm gonna say I like him because he's a Michigan guy. I think he's but just, really he he's got like the tools to be something. It just isn't yeah. on, like he's athletically and size wise interesting. Yeah. He just is so raw and just I, I felt he just didn't know what was going on a lot. <laughs> which is not good. Still but still was like productive, which is funny. Um yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of like like this kind of corner group is guys that are like pushing draftable and then Yeah. Like, maybe Thomas is day three guy, and then it's Sean Wade yeah. at the top, you see. So, let's do Sean Wade. Obviously, he was a full-time nickel last year for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, because He's, his teammates, at the outside, were both drafted in the first round. Yeah, I was... Okay, I, I, maybe I should wait out to say this, but do you think he would have been a first-round pick if yeah. he came out with them? Because I think he's better than been, Damon Arnett. Well, I mean, well, hold on. Damon Arnett shouldn't have been a first-round pick, but yeah. I, I yeah, I think you're right too. So like, that think would be crazy, think about the way. corners who went in the first round: Damon Arnett and um, what's his name from Clemson, AJ Terrell. Like I think Sean Wade's better than both of them. 
Yeah, no, uh, especially if he was being matched on, you know, like compared directly to them. Yeah, um, like the I, only thing they would have dinged him on was that he was a nickel, not an actual outside corner. Yeah, which so maybe, is maybe, but maybe the, I mean, if we had a season, maybe it was the smart move to go back. I think it ultimately would have been because I think he would. Well, he still could be. I think he would like him. If I think him and Caleb Fairley are like clearly the top two corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the corner class is kind of. I think those are yeah. Like right now, if I were to bet, it's them. But like, there's a lot of interesting. Guys. There's a lot of guys who are in that kind of that next group that you, like Patrick Sertain is a guy we're we're gonna get to next week that I just haven't mm-hmm. dug in on yet to be honest. But there's exciting. A, there's a lot of like fun day two, day three corners that we've talked about already. Yeah, um, yeah. There, it feels like a lot of guys that like might be day two guys already, but like I feel like they're day three right now. Yeah. Anyways, Wait, yeah, let's talk Sean Wade. Sean Wade. Played predominantly nickel. Um, I think has fantastic instincts. Really willing tackler. Mm-hmm. Really aggressive football player. Uh, he he's fine in press man. He's fine in off zone. He's fine in off like he's he he can play any coverage. Yep. Um, things I want to see like I well I mean I just want to see him play on the outside more if that's where I'm going to be playing him in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like he showed his ability to make plays as a nickel like just to be a, a an ultra aggressive feisty um like his short area quickness like it's a different skill set to play nickel i think it's, it's more I, impressive that he he did yes. that to be honest i was i was about to say that like in my opinion maybe in some nfl team's opinion like being able to play nickel and be extremely productive and very good and then kick outside and also be good. I think that's more impressive than just being pretty good on the outside. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and obviously, clearly, the versatility there. Like, if you ever need him to play nickel, uh, it, it's there in a pinch. So, uh, but like all the skills there should translate to playing outside. Like he's like the, the the athleticism isn't a concern or anything. No, I, I you the long speed's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like he's I think he can test well. You know he's ultra aggressive. He's well built, he's big enough. Yeah, like maybe if I'm you know nitpick, like I want to fly, uh, see him uh, play the ball, locate yeah, and play the ball a little that. bit more consistently. Like that's kind of my one thing. But it, it's it's I kind of always find it's kind of hard to not all the time, but like sometimes evaluate uh, Nichols' ball skills just because, especially uh, in college. You, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you just don't like you know what I mean. You don't get those. It's not the same. Uh, it's not the uh, deep routes yeah. that you can ball hawk on. It's a lot and, of yeah. it's a lot of bubble screens that are the slot things. The gimmick, <laughs> yeah, or, or not gimmicky, but like designed shit. Yeah, or like quick outs and like that's it. Yeah, um, I got some Marlon Humphrey vibes just to throw a comp out. Ooh, just with okay. a combination of physicality plus Humphrey's a guy who's played plays nickel and plays outside. Yeah, yeah, Humphrey's still underrated, by the way. Yes, I know he's finally getting love, but it's still underrated. He's a really fun football player. Uh, uh, do you have any safety? I didn't have a draftable on the safety. <laughs> the safeties are horrible in the Big Ten. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, they're like, bad. I don't. I mean, if Michigan and Ohio State don't have like a name brand guy, I don't know who who's, who gets. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. It all that always happens. I don't know. Penn State gonna have Maybe. a guy come out and run like a four one. I mean, who was the? Yeah, I guess it's it's always Penn State if it's not Michigan or Ohio State. He, for safeties or just in general. He, well, pff, I meant safeties, but yeah, like, fuck, I can't even think of the last non-those three 
team's safety that got drafted. Jim Leonard. Right? Oh no, Jim Leonard. Didn't oh get... Iowa. Iowa's. Oh Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, yeah. The, the the they always have a weapon at nickel safety. Yeah, he's, it's always more of a. Nickel. Someone's gonna yeah. emerge from Iowa this year. That That's... there isn't a year, so never mind. <laughs> Who's your Big Ten offensive player of the year pick that isn't happening? Uh, Justin Fields. Me too. Who's your defensive Felt player? Easy. Okay, so way more interesting because Micah no Parsons. Yeah. Micah, sorry, I keep saying his name wrong. Uh, so I struggled. I wanted to say one of the Michigan guys. I did, so. Okay, I respect it. Okay, I, I, was, I, was, I just went with the best guy. I went. Sean, I said Sean Wade. I want Quiddy Pay because I think he's just got the, like, I mean, a pass rusher has just got more potential to put up big I numbers. I 100% I agree, but, like, I feel like these Michigan guys that are super talented that are, like, you know, top 50 picks just don't. Put up big sack numbers at Michigan, but still, like what he had twelve TFLs, six and a half sacks last year. Yeah. Like I, I feel like yeah. he's the type of guy who go out and have eighteen TFLs, maybe only eight and a half sacks, but like just put up numbers. Mm-hmm. I hope, I hope so. Uh, McGrone's a potential too if he takes a step and if the season happens. Yeah, I, I, I feel yeah. Patty Fisher, yeah. of course. <laughs> it's gonna be like some other linebacker that's just gonna have one hundred and fifty tackles. Yeah, from Illinois. So, yeah, Michigan State probably, yeah. Um, who's your Big Ten champion? Ohio State. Over? Uh, they're doing divisions still, right? I, I, I wasn't Google. sure. I just assumed they were. I think they are. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. The fucking boring. Yeah, I know. that. Uh, the, the other division. We spit on the other division, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the West. All right, you want to know who the Big Ten City of the Week is? It's Madison, baby. No, it's not. Uh, okay, you, you, you give yours and I'll give some Madison. Look. Okay, mine's Champaign, Illinois. That, that's the only other choice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, of course, home of the Fighting Illini. Uh, Go Illini. Here are some notable Champaign people. Ludacris. Really? I didn't know. I think he, I don't know, it's a born there. I don't know if he's raised there. So we got Ludacris, David Foster Wallace, the author. That's sick. Who, uh, hey, Jason Seagal played him in a great movie. If you haven't seen that what movie, movie? Uh, I forget what it's called. Tim and Jesse Eisenberg. It's a really good movie. It's really... I, I don't even know what this is. Okay, I'll Google it. Yeah, after. it's a great movie. It's a classic Rob movie where like probably nobody, like it's <laughs> probably hipstery. Um, uh, yeah. The emo band Braid, also from Champagne. Speaking of Rob his, his, his hipstery stuff. Yeah. yeah. You want to get even more hipstery? Ario yeah. Speedwagon. Okay. Well, that's that's a big time. That's a. I didn't know that. That's sick. Yeah. They formed in Champaign, it said. Did they all go to Illinois? I don't know why I'm asking you. I'm sure you don't I know. I have but no just idea. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, they all went there. There are actually two of them are on the football team. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Here's some notable Illinois alumni. Roger Ebert, the movie critic. Oh, that's cool. Jerry Colangelo. Hugh, I didn't know that, actually. Hugh Hefner. Um, here's another Rob one. Mike Kinsella uh, from the yep. the emo band uh, Captain Jazz and uh, Amer- oh, okay. and American football. So, um, wow. Nick Offerman. Illinois got people. It's kind of impressive. Andy Richter. I didn't know that. I love Andy. Me too. Alan. Andy's R- one of the most underrated people in comedy. Sorry. Let me oh, big time. Alan Ruck. Not a fan. Who's Alan Rock? He played um, in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He pay, played Cameron. Uh, oh, he's, yeah, he's no, also he's in um, uh, that show I really like now. Um, starts with an S. It's on HBO. Secession. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, Darren Williams, the point guard. <laughs> okay. Ray Nitschke, Dick Buckus, George Hallis, and the most and the most important football player in Illinois history, Juice Williams. Of course. By the way, the movie is called The End of the Tour. I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, I love it. Okay, so uh, I'll give some Madison people. I don't know. No one's listening anymore. The show's over. You can go away. But uh, I or, got a couple or they've skipped to the ones. end just to hear this part. Okay. Well, first of all, me and Rob have had a long time term plan to move to Madison, Wisconsin. Real estate's pretty cheap. Maybe we outside town. Almost did, and then COVID hit. <laughs> yep, that's what happened. Uh, yeah, it's just we can afford out there, not in town, but just outside, and we'll commute. Well, I'll, we'll both work in the library. We're very studious and uh, well read, well read people. Um, anyways, here's some <laughs> city of Madison people. Wesley Matthews went to high school in Madison. The basketball player. The basketball player, yeah. Your favorite basketball player. George Kittle was born in Madison, and they should have never let him left. Uh, Shaka Smart grew up in Madison. All my things are sports. That's shocking for some reason. I know. I I went with the weird ones that I didn't know. And uh, Ryan Suter, of course. uh, Of course. Hockey, of course. Uh, The cradle of hockey out there in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, that's it. I took a drink. (laughs) Well, thank you, uh, AJ. The Leafs are down one. And I know. Oh, hold on, quick. Uh, we have another episode coming out. Yeah, we're going to jump into some, because there's no college football season, we're going to jump into our NFL division shows uh, starting this week. We'll do the AFC and NFC East, the NFL East show. So uh, tune in.